Hi, I'm Sharon, the Modern Savvy CPA. I am here to teach you about financial goals. One of the reasons that um, I think that I'm the right person to teach you about these things is my 30 years of experience in the financial accounting tax uh, feel and the 30 years I have being a CPA with my clients. I've learned a lot from them and they've have learned a lot from me. So first of all, I would like to go over what it is that, um, why we set goals, why we set financial goals, why we set goals in life and when we should be setting those goals. So first of all, managing money is something that you should be continuously doing in your life. It should be an objective that you start off when you start learning about your ABCs or your numbers. Because once we start talking and we start having memory and we start having all these different things, then we need, we, we learn about money. Our grandfather might give us a dollar or, I mean, in my day it was a dollar, but your grandfather might give you $20 today because of inflation, that was a dollar in my day. So whether you're 10 years old, saving up your birthday money, or you're thinking about retirement savings, you should always be thinking about how to manage your money. That is something that is a continuous thing. Financial wellness is something that's super important just as much as um, your physical wellness or your uh, mental wellness. You can't have mental wellness or physical wellness without being financially well. So one of the things that you need to do when you're thinking about managing your money is you have to track your income and expense. If you think that you're tracking it all in your head, we all think that we're tracking it all in our head, but we, we would be so surprised when we paint our number picture and we see what our picture looks like. Keep tabs of your tracking and your processing is essential to starting to set your financial goals, to starting to understand how to set your financial goals. Because if you don't know what you're spending your money on, then you can't even make a budget. How do you make a budget if you don't have the, an idea of what you've already spent your money on or what you're spending your money on? And with today, We've all heard of the word inflation. We might not understand what it is, but we've heard of the word inflation. What it basically means is a dollar today is not a dollar tomorrow or a dollar five years from now. It's 50 cents. So if you take your dollar and you bury it in your backyard and say, okay, I'm going to save this dollar and uh, I'm, I, I need to save money. So I'm going to save this dollar. So I put it away or you put it under your mattress and you go back a year from now. Guess what? You have a dollar, but in society, you only have 75 cents because that dollar will only buy something for 79 75 cents even the dollar store is not 99 cents anymore or a dollar anymore it's a dollar 25 which i was very surprised at and didn't believe at first but inflation is affecting everything and inflation is a part of life so whether it's high inflation or low inflation Inflation is a part of your money management process. So you have to think of the about the time value of your money, which basically means that you cannot bury your dollar in the backyard or put it under a mattress or else you're losing money that way. So you definitely need to be tracking your expenses. There are so many different apps these days on how you can easily track your expenses and track your income and then print your report showing that, okay, I've spent 
um, $100 on coffee or $500 on doing my nail or, you know, whatever it is that you want to understand. But if you're only looking at it one item at a time, you're never going to be able to see your picture. It's like paint by numbers. You know, you have a blank canvas and once you put in all the numbers and you and all the colors are in there, then you see the whole picture. And that's really important for you to see the whole picture. So also painting your picture is priceless to financial wellness and, and building your wealth. You know, so this is using, using and spending your money, um, is, important to understand in order for you to know what how to start building your wealth or where you should start building your wealth and let me tell you i believe you should start building your wealth from even before you start working i taught my kids how to save um in their accounts in their piggy banks at first and today we you know your kid can get a credit uh, a debit card or an account as I think as early as seven years old. Um, so I definitely suggest that those are things that you would start off at. So there's no real age where you should be starting off or, or at to do this. So, you know, that's something that starts as soon as possible. And there's loads, like I said, there's loads of apps and financial software that you can use to just download your information, download your bank feed, download your credit card feeds. So it's easy. Some of them will even categorize them for you. So it's just, you know, so simple today. It's not like the days when you used to have to use a piece of pen, paper and your pencil and write everything down and add it down. It was, it's such a, it was such a project to do your finances. Even pay your bills was such a project before. Today, it's a snap and a click and you're done doing that. So um, that's part of uh, your financial wellness journey. So now, once you have started tracking and you're looking at your, your number picture, you want to be able to set your specific goals. What I call these goals, I call these goals POTS. Now, I believe in POTS. Why I think of it as a pot is because I think of the leprechaun sits at the pot at the end of the rainbow. And in the end of the rainbow, there's a whole load of gold in the pot. So I think of our financial pots as where our goal is, where, where we end, we want to end. It's the end of the rainbow. But in this case, we have many pots. So we have many places where our coins are going to be going to. So first we need to set up our goals. Our goals are our pots. So for me, what I think of and what I teach my kids or my clients is when you're starting out and you're starting to work your your first job, your first job might be Home Depot or um, a hardware store or Publix, um, a grocery store or any type of things like that. Um, but those companies have retirement savings. So now you're going to say to me, well, I'm 15 years old or I'm 18 years old. What do I care about retirement savings? So savings is savings, whether, you know, you're saving it, um, at, for retirement, you're saving it for college, you're saving it for a house. It's savings. Savings is savings. Now I don't believe in saving, saving in an actual savings account where you're getting 0.0000% interest, but we will talk about that in another video on what kind of savings you should be doing with your pots. But today we're going to focus on the pots. So 
I believe that one of your pots should be retirement savings, whether you're saving for it's a savings for retirement. It's something that is once you put the money in there, it goes into the market. And usually um, your financial advisor or your if you're with a company and they have a 401k or a pension plan, it is diversified according to what you ask them to. And usually they would advise you to do it depending on what your age is. Because the, the younger you are, you can be riskier because the market is... Um, you, it's you won't be using that money anytime soon hopefully um so that's how they might suggest you do that so that would be one one pot that is your first pot that you need to think about if your company especially if they're matching your 401k that is your retirement savings that's free money so if they're going to give you three percent for every 3% that you're saving, then that's 6% that you're going to have there in that account of your wages. So let's just say that you make $100 and your you your maximum the amount that they're going to match for you is 3%. So every $100 you make, you want to be able to put away $3. So once you put away $3, your company's going to put away $3. So now you have $6 in your retirement savings account. Now that money is going to sit there. And then what will happen is it will be invested in the market. The stock market goes up and down, but your goal is to always diversify in the market. Because if you think about historically, the stock market has a a average of around 10%, give or take a few percentage points of growth so it's it's growing that does not mean it's growing all the time it just means on average it's growing so um that's what you need that's your one pot when you're young and you're starting to work that is the pot take the free money take the free money the three dollars that they're giving you now what you should also be doing is thinking about that $3 that you're putting into that 401k is actually just might be $2.50 because it's pre-tax. That means it's tax deferred. So which means that it comes out of your paycheck before you're taxed federally or state, depending on the state that you live in. So it is definitely a plus. There's no reason why we shouldn't be taking advantage of that. So that's your number one, your first pot that you should be thinking about. If you haven't started thinking about it when you're younger, you should be thinking about it now. It's never too late to be thinking about that pot. Now, the other pots that you should be thinking about when you, when you, when you start working is a few different things that you should be thinking about um, when, you're, when you start working. One pot that I like to think about is your housing pot. Especially if you started working and you're still hanging out with your parents and you're not, you know, you're not um, really responsible for full housing um, payments and things like that. You should start saving in a housing pot because what my belief in, in our culture, we believe that when you're paying rent, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. 
and you do not want to pay somebody else's mortgage because that rent just disappears and you get nothing for it. Whereas if you if you're paying your mortgage, you're, you're you one you can deduct in most cases you can deduct the interest on taxes that's coming out for your mortgage, and then then there's always your equity that you're paying down. You're paying down principal, so that's another savings. So one you need to save in a housing pot and then you actually need to get housing to save there so that's your third pot but that pot will come down the road and we will discuss that in another video but you need to have a housing pot now your housing pot should have a goal or a time goal on it so let's just say that you start your housing pot and you know you you get educated about buying a home or buying a condo or whatever it is that you're thinking of getting um you want to know how much money you're going to need, the least amount or the most amount and things like that. So that's one of the things you need to look at. You definitely need to look, research that part and figure out what um, what you're going to need. And we're going to cover that in, an, in a future video where I will have a mortgage broker um, sitting with me explaining what those different things are. But that is something that you're going to need to, to, to research because Improving your financial literacy by researching is what's important for you to take control of your money, take control of your money and not have your money control you. So those are let's we have our retirement pot, our housing pot. There's um, now if you are starting to save and you're down the road and, and you have a child. So as soon as you have that child, you have to be thinking about the child. You have to be thinking about the child's education. So there's the college savings pot. There's many ways to save for college. Um, when you're, you're, you're saving for a child, there's, um, something called the college saving. The most heard about college saving plan is called a 529. A 529 plan is basically, and, um, there's a new rule with 529s that you can also use. It does not have to be used for college. It can also be used for um, pre-college education. So um, you can use it for any type of education um, that you're, you're thinking about or you, know, you want to save for your child on. So with a 529, usually whichever um, company you're opening the 529, I suggest private 529s, opening it with a broker firm or a um, mutual fund for, firm or things like that. I'm not really big on the state 529 plans, and I'll tell you why in a few minutes, is um, so one of those. And definitely what happens when you start your 529 is it is also invested age-based. So if your child is was just born, then it's the most risky. And once you, and it moves with that. So if, for example, when my child was first born and we had our stock market crash in the 2000s, um, his account went down by 50%. So, but it, it was at risky at that time and he wasn't 18, he was five. So now when he turned 18 and we had the other crash, it, it was it was not in risky. It was a very very stable fund, so there wasn't much uh, difference in his accounts. So it's definitely age based, and you should be putting money away. And trust me, that adds up. Trust me, you, you if you if you feel you can't afford to put 
$50, you can put $10, you can put whatever the kid's birthday money for the first 10 years, usually they, they tell you to save in their college fund. My kids used to tell me, mom, put this in my college fund. And that's what I would do. And then when they became teenager, no, I don't want to put no money in my college fund. They, they want to buy video games and sneakers that are super expensive. So, um, so you take advantage of when, when, when they want to save their money, you save for them there. Now, the second kind of um, pots for children that I can think about for you is your state-funded prepaid programs. Here in Florida, we have a Florida prepaid um, program that you can start at any time during the child's life. And the amount that you will be contributing will depend on when you start it. And what ha what it does is it holds whatever the tuition is for that when you started at that point. So it's not taking into account inflation somewhat. So, you know, for example, when I started my son's Florida prepaid at five years old, I put in $15,000 um, for four-year university. Today, it's going to cost three times as much for that to happen. But I lock that in so I'm able to, um, to send him to college and have him not have loans at this time. So that's, that would be the second pot for a child. Now, there are also other pots that you might want to think about. Let's say you want a vacation pot or you want a, um, a new car pot. So whatever it is that your savings goals are, you have them in their different pots. Remember the, the, the rainbow is at the end. So you, you can start off with as many pots as you want. I believe in separating your pots because once you separate it and the money goes into the different places, I know people don't have like having different accounts. I like having different accounts because if all of this is in one place, I look at it. Oh, I have $200,000. I'm rich. No, you don't have $200,000. If you separate it, you don't think that you are you know, so rich, you realize that each money, each set of money is earmarked for certain things. And that's how you set it up. You set it up with goals for each pot. So now you can have five pots, 10 pots, whatever it is that your financial goals are. I've given you the basic ones. I've given you education and I've given you housing, you know, which are two most important ones. And, um, you know, and I've given you retirement. Education, retirement, and housing. Those are the three ones that you should have in an adult that is of childbearing age should have. Um, the, the one that you should always have when you start working is the retirement pot. So once you start working, that should be on your list. That should be the number one. If you have no other pots on your list, you should have retirement savings as one of your pots. It should be before that Louis Vuitton that you want to buy because you can have a Louis Vuitton pot or, you know, it should be before that luxury car that you want to buy. You need to focus. That's going to be your priority, your number one priority um, pot. So, so that's, that's what I, that's the, the, the point of having the different pots, making sure that you put it there and that's earmarked for that. And you're not going to touch it. If you have it all together, you're going to touch it. You're going to re, 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 
you know, you're going to think that you can spend it on your daughter's sweet 16 for $30,000 and there goes your housing pot or your, your retirement pot. So no, you want to earmark it so you don't touch it because those are specific things that, that you're um, focusing on. Um, so whether it's a long-term goal, a short-term goal, a medium-term goal, you should be thinking about where the goals are. So this is the, the part that's really interesting that you should take away from this video is the, the pots are always there. You know, there are certain ones that are always there. You, your housing pot is there until you have a house. Your, your, your children pot is there until your, your child is off your payroll. Um, retirement pot is always there. So, you know, you always have that one there. Now your retirement pot might take a priority change on your list. So it might go from one to three because you're thinking of your child and your housing or your car or something else that you want to get done, um, home improvement, et cetera, et cetera. But it's always on the list. So the priorities of your list might change, but the list is always the list. So you can change the priorities depending on where you are in life and what you want to focus on. And so you, you're, you can go from one to 10 and change the priorities all the time, but you should always have your pots and always have them designated and try not to mix them up. So that is, um, what I need to tell you about, um, financial goals and setting them, whether you're, like I said, whether you're 10 years old, three years old, or you're at retirement age, or you're starting your first job, or you have your first child, you should always be thinking of your financial goals and your financial pots. Remember the pots are, it's gold at the end of the rainbow. Again, this is Sharon from the Modern Savvy CPA. If you would like to see more of my videos, relating to financial goals or tax or financial planning or even business planning, all things finance, then please subscribe to my YouTube channel and like this video and continue watching.